0: Welcome to the Motoring Podcast, your weekly discussion of motoring news. This is episode 377 on a Tuesday, the 12th of January 2021. Hello, I'm Alan. Hello, I'm Andrew.
1: And in a week, which we've had to check it's not April the 1st after watching one video, we'll be talking about our amazement at how many cars some companies managed to register in 2020. We'll be wondering who's gone flat on the back of their electrified moves. And we'll ask, when is a gate not a gate? But first we
0: go straight into the news woohoo
1: and it <laughs> is spreadsheet time. If, if, if
0: your windows haven't smashed at that, I'll be amazed. <laughs> if not yeah, headphone. Headphone listeners will be like crouching over <laughs> hands over their head over their ears. Yes, it is It's all the number crunching tonight because it is, of course, the December SMMT registration figures, which means it's the whole of 2020 SMMT registration figures, and we'll try and keep it brief.
1: And people say that we don't treat the listeners well. I mean, come on.
0: We're just nothing but givers.
1: It's only giving.
0: Yeah, that's all it is. Full year numbers first. I think some nice round ones to begin with there. Uh, or some nice big ones. Anyway, the new car registrations for the full year of 2020. In total, there were 1,631,064 cars registered. That is a drop of 29.4%.
1: I've said this pretty much every month. That's closer than I thought they were going to get.
0: Well, that's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah, that's not as... Horrible as I would have thought, it's not obviously not good, thirty <laughs> percent when but... we get to some of the the drops in a bit, there are some quite hefty drops. some people have had it far, far worse than that mm-hmm. in total, there were just under a million petrol of vehicles uh, of petrol cars registered at nine hundred and three thousand nine hundred and sixty one that's down thirty nine percent there were two hundred and sixty one thousand seven hundred and seventy two diesel cars registered that's down fifty five percent that's putting diesel at the sixteen percent market share they were just over fifty whenever we started the motoring podcast yeah so that's a heck of a drop in five years yes uh mild hybrids one hundred and eighty thousand one hundred and thirty two that's up one hundred and thirty seven point four percent because you've got a bigger alternator <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a nonsensical thing. It I'm so sorry. It I just needs to go. don't it really like need to go. Those yeah. should be in there proper with petrol and diesel. I just think yeah. it's key Bevs, Fevs, and Hevs are 285,199. That's up 66.7%. And those three combined make up a 17.5% of the market share. I missed out the market share for petrol, which is 554 just to save you doing the mental arithmetic. For the year, uh, we shoved together Bev, Fev, and Hev there. Just so that you're aware, the market share in 2020 of battery electric vehicles was 16.5%. Plug-in hybrid, 6.9% and hybrid hybrid six percent as well so just to break those out uh into to what matters so that's the full year figures so anyway let's just do the best sales for december yeah because we don't want everyone to die of boredom
1: best registration smmt as we say every oh, single so month sorry, please just,
0: stop doing SMMT. just at the top of the table and it's i know it's their own table say it it might be worth actually just quickly going through the top 10 year-to-date for the whole of 2020.
1: Okay, do that first and then do December, because then we'll we'll see how much December stands out, actually, in a few key areas.
0: Okay, uh, year-to-date. Number 10 is a surprise entry, uh, and it's the Volvo XC40. In total, there were 25,023 of them registered. Number 9 is the Ford Puma. 26,294, which is pretty good considering it was introduced during the year. Yes. That's not even a full year's worth of figures. Uh, Volkswagen Polo is in at number 8 at 26,965. Mini is in at number 7 at 31,233. Nissan Qashqai comes in at 6th at 33,972. Still clinging on. <laughs> Just Yeah, I... <laughs> your motability is awesome isn't it Mercedes-Benz A-Class is fifth with 37,608 Ford Focus in at number four 39,372 at number three you can probably guess what the top three are to be honest number three is the Volkswagen Golf 43,109 because the Vauxhall Corsa had that massive spurt in the certainly in that last quarter the last yes. third of the year, uh, it's a 46,439, meaning, of course, that the most registered car in the UK in 2020 was the Ford Fiesta 49,174. I think it probably is the most registered vehicle as well.
1: That's closer than I thought it was going to be.
0: At the top? Yes. Yeah, I mean the last year the I mean there's there's what, there's three thousand, just under three thousand between them at the top. There was was it two months that the
1: Fiesta wasn't number one? I think there was something like uh, that, yeah, two or three, three months. months. Yeah. The Corsa yeah. was number
0: one at least once.
1: Yeah, they've had it much harder this year, mm. their Fiesta compared Definitely. to
0: Definitely. Take us through December then. December actually looks really quite different. Mm. to the, the full year and that's why it's worth doing the two side by side let's look at the most registers for a december alone because it's really quite different and there's a bit of a it's just very different to be perfectly honest so in at number 10 is the mini with a 2532 i promise i'm not going to do all the numbers this time ninth is the ford puma eighth is the mercedes-benz a-class seventh the volvo xc40 Six the Vauxhall Corsa at uh, three thousand and twenty nine registrations. So not much between the Corsa and the XC Forty. It's not often you th- you'd say that,
1: considering the price of the XC
0: Forty as well. Nobody's paying full price for an XC Forty.
1: No, no, I know that, but I and I know it's monthly, but it's still that's not
0: a cheap monthly. No, no, but it's it's people getting in backlog of company cars, fleet, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Where were we? Oh yes, Nissan Qashqai is fifth at fourth the volkswagen id3 that's a new entry <laughs> uh with 3188 the fiesta is third 3367 the gulf is second 4470 so a fair old step up there and then the ship is in <laughs> The ship is in. The end-of-year numbers have to be met. The first one is the Tesla Model 3. 5,798 have been loosely collated and delivered to the UK and registered in December. Just how soon they'll all be back in, getting all the bits bolted back on again, I just don't know. And we've probably just lost a whole load of listeners because I'm dissing Tesla. No, I don't think so. Yeah, there'll be a couple. Oh, well. But, yeah, I mean, they've got them out the door. They've got them registered. They celebrated because they didn't quite reach the target which they'd set themselves for two years ago. Yep. So, jolly good. Well done, Tesla. That's just for not quite reaching your target.
1: <laughs> One of the main reasons we do not cover that company.
0: <laughs> they can do wonderful things if they're allowed to get on with it. Yes. And there's some... Bleeding clever stuff in those cars. Yes, it's a very frustrating company. I just wish they'd ready build them properly. Yes, and get rid of all the f- faffing about. Yes. I'm being so polite there. Be a grown-up business. Yes, that would be lovely. <laughs> We'd really like that. Yes, we really want you to succeed for all the right reasons. Absolutely. And spreadsheet of doom, Andrew. I don't really know what we're going to do with it this one.
1: Uh, There is lots of red. Some of the red is pretty bad. Some of it is pretty horrific. So I'm just going to run through the green, actually, Mm -hmm. because I'm surprised at some of the numbers of registrations for the month. So I'll start down the bottom. Uh, It's in alphabetical order. So other imports is up 122.76%, so that will be the Tesla boat. I can't
0: imagine that's the Tesla boat, yeah, because... 6,400 in total and 5,000 and something Model 3 is registered. So I think we can say where that's come from.
1: Yep. Uh, Volvo is up 15%, which is good news. Vauxhall, more good news, up 17.24%. So that what that means in real numbers is last year it was 6,212, and this year it is 7,283. Oh, sorry, 2020, not this year now. Uh, Toyota had a good month. They were up 20.84%. Smart, up 134%. So I think they win. Yes, they do win the most positive percentage change.
0: They do, for the month. For the month.
1: Then Porsche had a decent month of 25% up. Nissan, who've had some pretty rough months, they were up 34.19%. So that meant... Remember that last December was really grim because we were meant to be Brexiting. Yes. So they registered 7,124 vehicles. Uh, Jeep is up 43%. Jaguar, again, more good news for Jaguar. So that's that's nice to see. They were up 82.53%. So that meant 3,386 cars registered. Then the last one who was uh, significantly positive is Alfa Romeo, uh, up 41% to 285 vehicles, cars. <laughs> So, like I said, I'm not going to go through the red. There's just so much
0: of it. Pretty good. Yeah, exactly. couple of things notable on the percentage change for the entire year, by the way. So, most companies, as you could imagine from the averages, are down about 20 to 30% mm-hmm. generally. There are a couple of standouts. Above and below that, so Citroen down forty, almost forty five percent. DS down almost forty five percent. Hyundai down f- almost forty three percent. Is the other one Mitsubishi down almost forty three percent? Smart down sixty five percent, but they've not really had any cars. And Suzuki down forty three percent because it's been they they had most of their cars. Yep, disallowed as a result of that. Subaru and Subaru down horrific. 68% because all the IM's putting all its all its focus onto the D-MAX. Worth mentioning, the only positive figure here is MG. So big hand for MG, up 40.84% year on year. Yep. So well done to them. Uh, other imports is up as well. That's obviously to do with Tesla, but that's up 78%. But when you didn't really have into selling before then. Yep. That's that, but well done. Well done. Jolly good. Yes. Shall we move on from this now? Now that everyone's asleep. Uh, just well, just a quick one to mention because
1: we we did discuss it uh, in one month because it was particularly startling, uh, and that is a, a drop back to van sales because, as we know, hmm. van sales have done rather well this year as that's been one of the vehicles needed uh, as we stayed at home a lot for a lot of the year, uh, and that new new van registrations were actually down, but. The Ford Transit still registered more than the VW Golf. Which mm. is pretty phenomenal.
0: Yes. That's that's the Transit Custom. Yes. Yeah, which is the mid sized one. Yep. So just thought we'd we'd round
1: out the year with that.
0: Sprinter was second and then the Ford Transit big one was third, so don't know.
1: Right, I'm just going to quickly take us to some news that came out today, I think it was. Yes, it was today. And that is that Volkswagen is recalling 56,000 Golf models because it requires a software update. This isn't a full-on recall. This is a voluntary service measure. The problem affects the infotainment system and the reversing camera. (sighs) I'm so delighted that car manufacturers still link the infotainment system so closely to other aspects of the car.
0: Yeah, the Golf 8's had a few software problems since it came out, it's why it was the launch was postponed slightly. ID3 has similar issues. They're just they've done a whole new operating system. They've deployed it across a whole load of cars, and sadly, it's a bit of a buggy one. Yes, you know these things happen with computers happens more with cars i think as we can see and we see across so many
1: aspects of life because computers play such an important integral role now if you rush something out and don't get it right then you have to do this and it's hard to get right
0: (laughs) it is hard to get right and when you're working to when the, the when the model the model rhythm that's been established over 60, 70 years in an organization hasn't had to deal with that before, then that's when these mistakes happen. It, uh, trust me, work for a company that makes software, goodness knows it's it's not always right.
1: Well, you look at even the likes of Apple and Microsoft can't get it right.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it'll happen. We're going to have to, I think it's something we're going to have to get used to over the next few years, just not because it's a good thing to get used to, but because it, it happens and we see it happen time and time again. And, this is not really a surprise. I feel sorry for Volkswagen, to be honest. I hope they get it all sorted soon.
1: Oh, yeah, I, I, I don't want anyone to suffer, but I think if it happens too much more, then legislation will be brought in mm-hmm. to counter, or to, to be seen to be trying to counter the inevitable problems that software have. Yes,
0: yeah, well, we'll see, because, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> people, People who I have less sympathy with However, our supermarket petrol forecourts, the price of fuel has, on most of them, uh, has increased quite significantly in the last month. And I did notice this because I've been driving the GRMN, so, you know, the fuel tank needs filled quite often because it's about the same size as a thimble. <laughs> so, so yeah, Morrison, Sainsbury's, Tesco have all put the fuel prices up by an average of 3p a litre, the wholesale price of petrol has risen by about 1p a litre in that time. Uh, Asda hasn't increased its its uh, its prices uh, by nearly as much, only by 1.3 pence, but then they don't sell super unleaded and stuff. No. so unleaded. Might not be convenient to use them, or correct, or sensible to use them. So yeah, just be aware of that. Watch out. I've noticed those, of course, the year, the, the fluctuations are, of course, in line with the 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 covid restrictions so the the tighter they are then the um then the the cheaper the fuel is of course because there aren't supply and demand and all that kind of thing yeah
1: well talking of traveling and lockdowns devon and cornwall police are going to be taking advantage of anpr cameras because they are getting increasing numbers of people traveling to that part of the world who should not be travelling because you should only be travelling for essential journeys at the moment, in case anyone was forgetting. And you shouldn't be going to your holiday houses. And Yes. Sadly. The big thing for Cornwall is, uh, and it's the county with the largest number of empty houses, where most of them are because they are second homes. And what's happened is Cornwall is now seeing a rise in cases, which some are putting down to the fact that they have been visited by people who have come from areas that they should not have traveled from, because the previous tiered system
0: made it clear you were not supposed to travel, but it didn't prohibit it. Do you want an example of that it's that one of the reasons there's been a massive spike here is because one warehouse company was shipping people up from London by bus oh. before Christmas to work in warehouses what so going going from tier going from tier four to what was tier two? And then just before Christmas, there's just, that's on the ones around here. Yeah, yeah. so people travelling across. these So that's why you shouldn't be doing that, please.
1: Yes, and the number of people who are now essential workers or key workers has increased dramatically.
0: But yeah, there's all sorts of real changes. Yeah, but, but that's don't go to, to do Devon Cornwall
1: unless you are working there. End of. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be travelling anywhere, and I don't. I don't believe any of our listeners will be doing that. They'll be doing it properly.
0: Anyway. Even in the US, <laughs> where nobody's doing anything about it, so, uh, um, you can travel anywhere. It's amazing. Then the Detroit Auto Show has been cancelled due to COVID. Thankfully, we are—I'm going to say—we're spared that. And we're being—I don't know if anybody else has noticed—we're being mostly spared CES this year because, of course, it isn't happening. In Las Vegas there's a kind of virtual cES so yes. nobody 's paying any attention well, i 've I've muted and, it
1: me- and uh, I noticed the BBC News had a live page of videos basically the um, presentations was on and I was saying ah i won 't be visiting BBC News in case that I uh, accidentally click on that for a little
0: while then. <laughs> no no it's it 's been brilliant because everybody 's been saying the opposite because uh, people from Bosch who just a year or so ago or whose predecessor a year or so ago, say, yeah, yeah, we're almost there. We can roll it out it's just because of the regulatory systems that we don't have autonomous vehicles. Uh, and they're going, well, you know, it might be the second half of the century before we have fully autonomous vehicles. So there's an awful lot of backtracking. Uh, at CES oh, it's, CES. It's, it's very different, good. very different messages going out from, from normal. But they'd be much, much quieter. I haven't noticed nearly as much faff about it. I found Mute has helped with that as well
1: the mute facility um, I on social I never media
0: because i've because i feel one of us should sort of keep an eye out on that kind of thing it's not good for but, my uh, blood pressure <laughs> no exactly exactly Well, that's that's why i don't bother telling you unless it's something like that uh but anyway the detroit auto show was meant to take place in september in funnily enough detroit well they picked the right name for it then Yes, well, that's, yes. That's good. it was a, it was a con- convenient coincidence, <laughs> but what they're planning on doing instead is hoping to run a smaller outdoor event for enthusiasts at a racetrack in Pontiac, which is no longer a car, uh, in <laughs> Michigan uh, sometime in late September instead. Yeah, that's,
1: that's a big shout though, September's a long way away, and well, I think it's fairly obvious that things are not going to be that back to normal by then.
0: Yes, I mean uh, this motoring research article by Richard Orcock does point out that the Geneva Motor Show has been cancelled for 2021. Uh, but Frankfurt is still scheduled to go ahead in September. But <laughs> the sorry, the biannual IAA Frankfurt Motor Show is currently still scheduled to go ahead in September, moving from its traditional home to a new location in Munich. <laughs> they may need to change the title on that Wait one. Wait a minute.
1: <laughs> They're not as clever as the Detroit lot.
0: (laughs) No, no, quite, quite. Uh, British Motor Show, by the way, is still scheduled to take place in Britain. It's going to be part indoor, part outdoor at Farnborough, and that's scheduled for the 19th to 22nd of August 2021. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that and how the world is working. Yes, yes, quite.
1: Right, there's been a number of... Manufacturers who've brought out new flat logos because of electrification and things and oh, illumination. Yes, illuminate back illumination of of badges and stuff like this. Which is all a little bit tedious. Gets Alan very excited because then he can remember that he I used like to drive with cra- draw with crayons and things. The latest. Why, why I'm I'm bringing this up is because Kia have come out with a, a, a new logo which doesn't really look like Kia that much it's not the cleanest
0: andrew it is a rhythmical unbroken line which is said to demonstrate confidence rising ambitions for the brand okay what it was was really really impressive the way they revealed it with drones and fireworks and firework drones and all sorts of fun well, if stuff. they can
1: do a drone that shows captain tom walking i missed that completely. over New Year, then the mm. least they can do is bring out three letters with drones.
0: I, I tried to recreate it with a Roomba and a Roomba and my top <laughs> landing with all the lights shut, but it wasn't the same.
1: <laughs> didn't quite have the pizzazz you were looking for. <laughs> Not really. Not really. Uh, but anyway, I thought this would be a good opportunity for, so in the show notes will be a link to the Autocar article that goes on to explain uh, what. The thoughts behind the new logo is about because they're they're also bringing out electric uh, vehicles as well, so this is all part of that um, of of those being uh, brought out and changing slightly changing directions of these companies so it was time for a new brand, et cetera. <laughs> But there are other companies that have done the same. So GM has just announced yesterday a new logo. I know that's not relevant for us, and it is not relevant anymore for most of the world as they have retreated into America and seem to be shrinking more and more from <laughs> from markets and brands and all the rest of it. But they have a new logo, I I wonder who's pocketed the cash on that, because they've done very well, whatever they've they've run
0: away with. <laughs> no, no, you're being unfair. I actually quite like it. I mean, it is a little bit Adobe. I was going to say, they just took two letters it, it from looks Adobe. Like an app logo.
1: <laughs>
0: but it's meant that the M is shaped so that it's meant to, to evoke a, a plug for the, the electric vehicles. Uh, that's what it is. I, I quite like it. I think it's, it's a bit too fussy. with America. a gradient on it, but, but I, quite, I do quite like it. It's a clear evolution of of the, the of of the existing one. I just they can GM backtrack, and it's not a anyway. big deal. So
1: at the moment, because I I am, I am unsure what they're meant to be doing uh, as as a brand because they seem to be running away from everywhere. But there's also they're, going to be an article yeah. linked in here that has six other companies that have over the last year have um altered their logos, some of which we've talked about before. So you can keep up to date with who is who is flat and who is not <laughs> I do like some of them I do like the cleanness of them. The the flat logo. I do like the cleanness of, mm. of flat logos.
0: I quite like the Nissan one to be honest it didn't get the publicity it deserved because they tried to launch it in the middle of everything mm, yeah Nissan in the middle of going gate and all that everybody was fighting amongst themselves but the Nissan logo is actually really nice simplification yeah of the traditional and without escaping I love the fact the Toyota one is now just the Toyota one and the Audi one is just the Audi one
1: yeah yeah
0: as you would have drawn yeah mm-hmm. Right, I think that's the end of the first part. It is, gosh, yes, already. Which means, of course, that it's Guilt Minute. That's the quick break in the show where we're asked for a tad of financial support to keep the lights on and the hosting running. If you feel that the Motoring Podcast, all 377 episodes of it, is worth a small consideration every month, then you can become a patron. The different levels of patron include different levels of commitment from us to you, including being able to watch the show recorded live. We also have a small range of merchandise available from our website and Teespring store, from stickers to mugs and t-shirts. you don't have any spare cash and we completely understand then you can help us by subscribing for free from a podcast player to receive every show as they're released and by liking and rating the show in whatever way your podcast supplier lets you if you've done all of that and we appreciate those of you who do do all of that then the last thing you can do is to recommend us to your friends and colleagues yes there are exits here here and here (laughs) right
1: formula e and we start don't we, Alan, with some potentially good news?
0: We do have uh, lots of motorsport tonight, by the way, so brace yourselves, folks. But McLaren Racing has signed an agreement granting them an option to join a Formula E for Gen 3. So we were aware that uh BM oh no. Yeah. Uh, BMW may not mean that there's a team leaving, but Audi does mean that there's a team leaving yeah. from Formula E at the end of the next series season. Uh, so this would mean that as long as the Andretti team, which runs the BMW, which is BMW branded, doesn't leave, then it would continue to be a full grid. Whew, I think that all makes sense uh, for... <laughs> I know what you meant. For that next season. <laughs> So if I
1: know what you meant, the listeners definitely know what you meant. That's
0: (laughs) enough for that one. Because if it didn't mean anything, you would have said you would have absolutely extracted the urine. More Formula E news, and that the powertrain technical supplier has been picked for the for that generation three Formula E car. The company that designs and supplies the current Formula battery called Atieva will be the provider of what's termed the spec front powertrain. It will. Be part of the chassis and front powertrain kit, which was won last year by Spark Racing Technologies. Uh, There's a number of parts that go into it, so this is lots of bits and pieces. Essentially, it will be the same company supplying it in the future, although it will be a different power unit on the Gen Three cars. Yeah, 250 kilowatt, by the way, is the maximum regen, and the idea is it to it's to be as compact and light as possible. Mm-hmm. off the physical track more of which in a moment formula e is launching a new esports series so last year whenever everything got jiggled around then formula e came out with the race at home challenge which was incredibly successful i think yes generally i mean there was a little bit of controversy but yeah, yeah
1: they pivoted quite well and they kept it entertaining they kept a lot of the crew that were doing the commentary so they kept
0: that continuity. So it felt a lot like like proper Formula E races. Yeah. Absolutely. Which was which was great. So this time they are formalizing it essentially. There'll be 24 sim races. They'll take part in the, part in the Formula E Accelerate Championship to win a share of the 100,000 euros prize money and the overall winner will get a test drive in a Generation 2 as in current Formula E car, yep. The points that they earn as sim racers don't just count for the sim race championship, but also go to the team they represent in the teams championship. Yes. So essentially, both the virtual and the physical racing will complement each other. Proper teams and team effort. This all works. So it is a team where part of the team is is virtual, part of the team team is is physical, which is. It's kind of cool. It's in a way, it's it's kind of scary to be honest, but it's it's kind of clever. I, think. I can see
1: this this happening in in most racing formats now. If if they can pull mm-hmm. this off, because for all the major racing, whether it's GT, WEC, Formula One, Formula E, there's bound to be an update soon for the Formula Extreme. Mm-hmm. Uh, when that comes out, Rally Championship and stuff like that. There's already each of these events have complementary esports happening but to tie them in directly and say right this you're you're now going to be part of the mclaren team it's just a brilliant idea it just well, the brings point's that enjoyment uh, across and hopefully brings in wider adoption from different sets of fans so the people who particularly like esport and not fussed about the thing will then go oh but our team was leading that championship and they've helped the re- the the team on the track win and
0: stuff like that yeah Absolutely.
1: There's also going to be some, It's going to be two rounds where the Formula E drivers actually take part as well.
0: Yes. Yeah. So if you're interested, the first one, uh, the first of the 25 minute long races will be on Formula E's social media accounts, it will be broadcast there. The first race takes place on January the 28th. Mm hmm. I, I like the please idea don't ask that. me the times yet we're we'll closer to the time we will we will let you know more about that uh one last piece of formula e news because they really it's been quiet for weeks and then just bang last week a new valencia track, track layout has been lined up as a potential emergency backup <laughs> plan b <laughs> formula
1: e stand-in track realizing they perhaps can't take over the Whatever the airport was in...
0: Uh, Tempelhof Airport in Berlin. Berlin again. <laughs> Quite as much. <laughs> or not for so so much. So, yes, they're doing it. Valencia, they're looking They're looking at... They, they, they may well use that if they have to.
1: No, oh, that's good. That's good. Right. WRC, we did warn you. But yeah. first, uh, Monte Carlo. Now, straight after we said there should be a decision on Monte Carlo, a proposal was put forward... But since that proposal was put forward for shortened, uh, for the shortened event, it's been shortened again. So <laughs> because France has uh, increased all restrictions that they've imposed because of COVID. So what's going to happen now is the whole event is going to be a total of 160 miles and only have 14 stages. And it will mm. run from 10 past 6 on the Friday morning, which I don't understand because that's before the, they must be getting
0: special dispensation. I think they're getting special dispensation, but it's morning dispensation. They've still got to yeah. finish at six, but by six PM. Yeah.
1: So six o'clock in the evening is when the uh, curfew comes in, and I and I was led to believe it was eight o'clock in the morning when it lifted, but they're starting at six o'clock on the Friday morning, and then it is going to finish by just gone two o'clock in the afternoon at Monaco so uh, it's uh, they are going to be meeting and keeping up to date with each other the organizers and the local uh, government and officials because at any moment obviously with the way things are that could change and it could just be forget Mm -hmm. it because uh, obviously anyone from Britain needs needs, needed to have been in there by now to self-isolate etc if that's how they Uh were going to try and do it but it's basically no one from britain can go over there
0: so well not unless you've had the covid you've got to have a covid test it is for work not holiday and you've got to prove that you've got the negative covid test as well so you can still do it for work okay So that's uh, Monte Carlo. If you want to know more about the roads down there and some of the ones they're on, by the way, then don't forget the last summer I wrote a bit on our website, a bloggy bit, uh, about the Route Napoleon because that's where they're going from some gap down.
1: Oh, okay. Right. Uh, There will be another link in the show notes for uh, another Dirtfish article. This is obviously for WRC. It's Dirtfish that we go to. Uh, There's going to be two articles about uh, Monte Carlo, but what... Other news came out in the last week is that the Rally GB is out of the calendar and Ypres is in now, replacing it. Mm -hmm. This is a big blow for Rally GB, potentially fatal, according to an opinion piece. Again, this will be linked in the show notes from Dirtfish. The way this article goes on, it's for some time it's been felt there's problems within Rally GB, things needed to change, but getting the local funding to help support it from from government organisations, wherever they were in the United Kingdom, they were struggling. Northern Ireland couldn't get this done. They couldn't get it over the line to hold an event there this year, but the hope is to get there at some point. However, people who were key to keeping it in Wales have retired, So Mm -hmm. that continuity's gone, and no one's picked up that baton. Scotland isn't viable for it from a finance point of view. Uh, So it really does look grim for Rally GB coming back in the next
0: five years or so
1: at the earliest.
0: That's rather crappy, isn't it? It is. Hmm. It is. Can I just make it coming just quickly, now that we've finished Motorsport Corner, can I quickly mention Extreme E? It's brand new series no spectators on the ground because it happens in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. like Dakar style thing yep trying to get people involved and in- and interested in it yep putting it behind a paywall so it's only going to be shown on sky in the uk just not the brightest piece of thinking there i i don't
1: understand on. what they were doing to do that i i, I get money I, i'm not naive <laughs> But I think this was... I really thought that Extreme E was going to put a lot of pressure on Formula E. I don't now.
0: I'm now less convinced that one decision has removed it. Because, I mean, at least Formula E when start out, it was on was it on BBC. Yep, it was on
1: BBC. It was free to view on YouTube. Anyone mm. could watch it anywhere. It's Some mm-hmm. of it has moved to Eurosport now, which is obviously a paid channel. Yeah. But, but still, it's on BBC... It's or was it Channel Five
0: now? No, it's still, it's, still yeah.
1: I mean, it's BBC now. It was Channel Five, I think, for a little
0: while. I think so, yeah, yeah, that was it.
1: But it's on the iPlayer, so as long as you've got a license or confirm you have a license, then you can you can watch it online in the UK. Mm. And I think having access to watching motorsport is the key thing for getting it adopted. Uh, maybe yes, i'm a little agreed. bit naive in these things
0: <laughs> something about keeping it relevant i think never yeah. mind anyway sorry that was uh, that was off our our scheduled our scheduled talking points for the evening just because it struck me earlier on as being silly yes anyway lunchtime read is actually about electric vehicles as well uh and it's it's a piece from emissions analytics who are Pretty good, pretty sensible. We we quote them and and talk about them quite often. They're the good ones, mm. okay. <laughs> not transport and environment. No, so it's called side effects. Where it may include and it's talking about the secondary effects of decarbonisation. So, you know, trying to move away. You know, what might happen as a result of people moving away from sort of immediate carbon emitting consuming vehicles. Yep, such as petrol, diesel, hybrids, etc. Uh, and move to ones where actually there may well still be carbon used uh so evs fuel cells etc and and just it it's relocated so it's a really interesting piece it's quite long it is a good sort of lunchtime read it whilst you're eating your sandwiches i was gonna say eating your sandwiches at your desk which probably isn't what's happening at the minute because you're not no, at your step desk. Away
1: from wherever your work just place step is away from your work minutes. zone
0: yeah <laughs> then and have a little bit of a read of it it's quite interesting it's a really nice balanced piece uh and it does talk about potential side effects for electrification which may or may not be good
1: yeah it, it explains the nuances of the topic which is what hmm. i really liked about it it's not as we know there's so much of the argument it's the, it's particularly towards the back end of last year came in that good you know, oh suvs electric suvs you're still killing people because they're massive blah and it's it's trying to bring in and explain the full set of reasons why things are done and what the implications are what the consequences are by making a particular choice which can only help develop the conversation and stop quite so much polarization and shouting.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a nice one for those of us who are interested in it all uh, and not necessarily tribal about it. Yes, quite.
1: Andrew, list of the week. Yes, list of the week. Ah, now I have to reload it Ooh. because it's an auto car. Oh.
0: Oh, it's an autocar. I feel that they're getting better than they Slightly. used to be. Well they were, but this one isn't,
1: so I've had to reload it. But here we are. It, the autocar list of the week is the car world's greatest missed opportunities. And the strap line is we look at the cars that could have been highly successful, but weren't for a wide variety of reasons. Mainly I've p i have I've threw this in because there's an awful lot of old cars which are quite funny. You go, oh, yeah, that. That's <laughs> what I did with a lot of this list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. There are 51 slides. So whilst we pick one each, we will not be revealing the whole thing. <laughs> Don't worry.
0: Yeah, even if we pick two each, there's still plenty of content there. And what's great is it doesn't involve an Allegro. No. So that's got, what makes me happiest any list that involves an allegro immediately gets gets ignored by, I don't us, think that, by the
1: way I, I don't think that was a missed opportunity
0: so uh, much i think it was a missed opportunity because it went from being the uh, eos yeah because of management decisions, which was best sellers, etc 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 so yes it was a missed opportunity sorry yeah, no, you're right there you're we right. go we've just discussed,
1: we've can't, just discussed even on why list. an
0: allegro should be on the list <laughs> um there's some here I, I don't really agree with at all do you want me to choose one pick one you do or do not agree with it does not matter but just if oh, there's set. so many um yes exactly it'll be a short quiz next period um i don't agree i do agree with i don't agree with oh no it's actually really hard because there's so many is the problem but, but just a minute i'll get there eventually right if, Right. Leyland princess Again, Harris Mann designed I actually really like the looks of the Princess, but there were some aspects of it which are just just shocking and if you and if you follow the car factoids on Instagram, which we strongly recommend that you do mm-hmm. then there's lots of stuff about this. I really like the looks of the the look of the princess, the idea of the princess, just the execution, and some silly things like never having rev counters and things. <laughs> Just all a bit odd, like really badly designed dashboards which reflect everything. So yeah, I, I think the, the, the Princess, which is nothing compared to the Ambassador, which was just like as if you'd never learn any lessons at all from messing up in the first place.
1: No, we can make this worse. Just watch us. Yes, <laughs> yes exactly. Uh, well, for me, the Renault 14. Because... radio. I think it... At the time, it obviously wasn't appreciated, and now I don't suppose it's that appreciated either. But I think it's quite a nice little design. It was, as in the wording below the, the picture for it, it did have poor build quality, but what didn't in those? Yeah. <laughs> so that's hardly unique and, and mediocre dynamics. But I, I particularly like the 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 thought process that must have gone in to make one side of the wheelbase
0: longer than the other no that but that's but that was a traditional to sort of Renault thing at the time. It's not the first. It's to do with the way the suspension configuration isn't It is only a couple it is only an inch or so. it's not noticeable. There's a number of French cars, a number of Renault's from that era and just before which had which are asymmetric because of the way the the torsion bar suspension is yes good to know engineering has moved on Hmm. (laughs) but one i don't think should be on the list is the jaguar xj40 by the way i i think that oh yeah it could have been probably a bit better but it was still pretty cool and pretty successful so i I don't i don't have an issue with the xj40 i remember seeing them test on the a9 you see when i was small Uh, and that was really cool because that was like these were like the, the prototypes that, that were all camouflaged up that you saw in autocar. Yeah. To be honest, I still find that cool when you see them, but yeah.
1: I'm not sure that the Isuzu Piazza mm. was, a, was a missed
0: opportunity. I mean, well, yes, it was, but... But it wasn't uh, really because it sold quite successfully everywhere else. It's just I don't think it
1: was ever going to be anything <laughs> but, was it? In this country. No, it, was, really. it, was, it, was, it was never going to be that successful when it could have been.
0: No. So, design, somebody will correct me for that. And I think it was it the Ital Ace of Spades. Design, anyway. it, yeah, well, that's what I mean. It's the same. But it's, is it the Ace of Spades concept car? was like, the Ace of something. I'm sorry if I'm wrong. <laughs> but do feel free to correct me. It's very cool. Front wheel drive, turbocharged, all yeah, sorts of stuff. Great. My mum looked at buying one once. Yeah. I like them. Yep. Huge fan. Anyway, and finally this week, because we've started to descend into Wittering, descend further into Wittering, is (laughs) a story on the BBC about a cattle grid in Somerset around which the road just had to be quite impressively re regraded, resurfaced, re everything because many, because of the way it, it, it sort of lay in the land many cars thought that it was a wall. So lots of vehicles with uh, emergency brake assist would come along the road, approach this and go, oh my goodness, me! No, that is a solid object and slam on the anchors, causing far more harm and damage than if they just hadn't. And so what they've had to do is change change the gradient of the road so that there wasn't the sort of step that the cattle grid was on before because uh, if you look at the way that roads are around cattle grids cattle grids have to be kind of level so essentially the road went up a hill there was a little short level bit and then it went up again um and just the the length and the steepness uh, had meant that um that basically this was fooling everything and all it could see was like the sides of the bars on the cattle grid and so it thought it was a solid object I can kind of understand. Yes. But it has cost the council £70,000 to sort out. But it does underline issues
1: we have hmm. discussed many times about false positives and about how this technology is really not ready.
0: It depends who you are, how many... It seems to be... and Now, it could well be because it's different cars. Because of where we each live, you experience far more false positives in... Autonomous emergency brick um, was it or the thingy emergency braking? Not autonomous at all. Automated, automated. <sighs> it's okay. uh, emergency braking than than I do.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's there's a couple of particular road designs hmm. that I can't believe are that unique either. No, I'll give not you that. Not in Britain <laughs> particularly that are not checked out for when the scores are given by the various companies that say yes this is a good system or not because they're only looking at yeah. it from does it spot a person coming out from behind a car yes that's good enough for us thank you very much that's all we're looking at which I could sort of understand but I feel that they will have to start looking at wider aspects
0: I, I think so but I think it's a part of that maturity not just yeah. in the yeah, yeah. in the maturity of the system but in the maturity of the testing
1: absolutely absolutely and I, I hope to see it improving over time Hmm.
0: that was pretty much it for this week some parish notes there's a new special edition came out last friday i spoke to televisions paul cowland about a new series of salvage hunters colon classic cars uh, which started uh, last week on quest so it's on at 9 p.m on wednesday evenings yes yes 9 pm wednesday evenings and it's rather good it's it's a great start uh, but the rest of the the series is just as good i promise you because i watched it on on mass your chat was very good as
1: well i hate i hate giving you a compliment you know that but i really did enjoy the special edition so if people haven't listened to it they do need to go off and listen to it Thank you. I've used it up so early in the year now, though. That's my I one know, there's a
0: couple of times lately, it's, it's, I'm, I'm slightly shocked. Uh, so not just that, we've also had the Mercedes W124 special edition and also yep. the Not in a Pubcast, where we shared our thoughts on last year and what we thought was going to ha- is going to happen over the coming year. Yeah, we didn't well, learn so our mistake
1: of trying to make a prediction, so we've made more. <laughs>
0: yeah i know you think <clears throat> the number of times we've done it yeah our predictions all should have been we we just can't make a prediction
1: <laughs> but that's no fun come the end of the year
0: it is it it, it does make it a little bit trickier to go oh, yeah maybe i should have made a prediction because the only prediction we could you all can pretend make. we were erica then see <laughs> yeah we could yeah yeah that would work things will happen a year after the ne- next next what else uh zoom zoomers was out uh we did that last night instead of uh last week because there weren't any big government government announcements mm-hmm. uh so that was fun uh yep so that's out on the youtube so do go if you've got an hour and a bit to spare then then do have a, a little bit of a look at that have i covered everything i think so Mm. No special edition that we're expecting this week, not unless I have some mad flash of inspiration and some injection of extra time in my diary. Yes, time. That precious commodity. (laughs) Yes. Yes, but anyway, uh, don't forget, folks, that between now and next week, you can give us any feedback and share your thoughts on the show at Motoring Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, on Facebook, and on the contact page of MotoringPodcast.com, the hub of all our activities. Please don't forget about our Patreon offer available at support, And please leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or however your podcast app lets you do such a thing. Andrew, what's the best way to get in touch with you? The best way to
1: get in touch with me is via Twitter. If you search for Crack Windscreen, you should find me there. And if people would like to get in
0: touch with you personally, what is the best way for them to do that? The best way is by Twitter as well, where I'm at AJPBradley. That's B-I-A-D-L-E-Y. We'll be back soon, but until then, I've been Alan Bradley. I've been Andrew Clues. And safe motoring.